What's going down? Oh man, everything good, everything good. I cannot complain. <laughs> Yo, man, it's been, it's been a hell of a week, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the station is nominated for an Ohio Entertainment Award. So we're going to see what's popping with that. Shout out to Big Squeeze. Uh, Big Squeeze nominated for uh, Host of the Year. And, um, you know, we also going to be featured later on the day on a, um, on a Love Life is day of an Asian guy uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, very big platform. So, you know, it's a good day. <laughs> Can't really complain, man. Life is good. Life is real, real good. Uh, it'd be better if I get this thing out of my face. <laughs> there we go. So, yo, today we're going to talk about company perks and... You know, the things that companies do that help motivate us. Um, for example, give me a second here. A lot of companies, um, you know what I'm saying, they do things for you. Um, it's just trying to figure out which one motivates you. You know, what are the things that make you hustle harder at work? Uh, for some people, it's dressing down pizza, day, pizza parties, potlucks, preferred schedule, gift cards, and event tickets. You know, me personally... Is more bonus money, you know. But we want to know what does it for you. Uh, better companies around the nation, around the world, understand what truly motivates their staff to do more. These companies rarely hire because their employees are happy. It's not just salary that keeps people with top organizations. Many professionals they're turned down uh, higher pay for security and overall happiness for companies that have a great mix of pay, perks, and benefits that is meaningful. For well, you know, we've been in the game for a minute, Halo. Like, what are things, what are some perks that 
Leaving me to fuck alone when I ask you to. <laughs> I don't like micromanagement. Get out of my face. So that's more of a managerial style. I mean, is that really a perk, though? That's a company thing. That's a company thing. It's not so much a managerial style. It's a company thing because most of these companies have people in positions, in multiple positions for the same shit. You got team lead, you got somebody over the lead, you got somebody over them. You don't need all that shit. It's micromanagement at its finest. If you have people in there that you believe are capable enough to do the job, leave them the hell alone and let them do the damn job. Right. I don't need, it's just like when we talked earlier this year and I played the office space clip, you don't need eight different people telling me when I fuck up. I need one person to tell me that I'm doing it wrong. Eight different people telling me eight different things is not no type of motivation whatsoever. Yeah, because you'll get uh, a talking to by your direct report. Then you get a talk to by sales supervisor and then the sales manager. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, all, that does is make, all that does is make me shut down. I don't have no patience for that. If you can't, if you don't have the confidence in your employees to let them do the job, make mistakes, and tell them when they're wrong in a professional way without having 37,000 people bring it to their attention, you need to rethink how you're running things. That's why you're probably hiring as much as you are. That's why you can't figure out why people are not producing. A lot of people don't like somebody looking over their shoulders for 8 to 10 hours a day. Now, you want to make me work? Shit, give me an hour break. <laughs> so I can go smoke. It's that simple. And then pay me what I'm worth. If you're paying me what I'm worth, bonus money doesn't really matter because I'm already getting what I need to get off my pay to the order of. My perk is leave me the hell alone and let me do my job. I think a lot of that has to do with HR uh, hiring quality people out the gate. You understand? But again, it goes back to what I said. It's it's not just HR. It's a company-wide thing because when you have all these so-called managers in positions that they have no business being in, you don't need a manager or a lead or a key holder for every single freaking position. When I used to be in restaurant management, the, the role was you were a crew, then crew trainer, then you got promoted to shift manager. Shift manager was hourly, which means right. you were the lowest manager on the totem pole. If you showed that you could manage a shift correctly, you didn't have short drawers, you could do bank deposits, then you had the ability to get moved up to a salaried manager position. Mm -hmm. And once you went salaried, that was a whole different ballgame because now you're on the quote-unquote fast track to possibly having your own store. You get your own store, then you're looking at regional district manager, you're over several stores and if you're over several stores 9 10 15 20 however many stores you're over nobody wants to be micromanaged especially in a restaurant it doesn't it's not good morale people don't like it and it was one of the reasons why other managers couldn't stand me because i'm not here to show you how to do your job you doing you should have been knew how to do it if not then you need to go to hell home same thing with that woman from McDonald's throwing that blender. What the hell? And and for people to take up for her, like, well, the woman shouldn't have threw the food. No, the bitch should have did her job. 
she should have been doing her job from jump, which means when she saw that woman come back in from the fucking drive through shift change or not, bitch, no. What did, what did we mess up? We got to make it right. That's what you're supposed to do. Not pass the buck and use excuses and blame it on whatever else you think you can blame it on. You didn't do your job. Period. Had you did your job, that woman never would have came back in. Period. Customer service breakdown. For sure. That was that's a classic example of someone who had no business being management. Because I guarantee you, that's probably not the first time that she was that type of a way with a customer. Why do you think nobody around her and none of the crew did anything? They're used to seeing her act a fool. You know what? In other fight videos and restaurants, the the whole squad be mopping up on uh, disgruntled and violent customers. Man, because they have more respect. And that was the thing. When I was out in Brook Park, when I'd be out in Parma, in these predominantly bigoted areas, because mm -hmm. y'all act like it ain't here. It's here. It's always been here. Man, Cleveland is one of the most racist spots in America. It really Definitely. For as many working class people that are out here, for as many working class people that are in Northeast Ohio, you people have no business being bigots. You really don't. Because like I said, you're, you're a paycheck yourself away from going bankrupt. But you want to worry about somebody else's religion or the way somebody looks. Mind your damn business. Get your food and go the fuck home. Put, put something on your bills so you can take your balance down as close to zero as possible. So come November, come December, you ain't looking at past due notices. Trying to buy a Christmas your ass can't afford. Man, maxing out them credit cards. Man. And then January, you you know, you over here calling me trying to lower your insurance. Man. <laughs> another 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 company perk for me would be just like what I saw last week. Microsoft released a study where in Japan they cut the the work week down to four days, meaning people worked four days a week, Monday through Thursday. They got Friday off, but they got paid for five days. Oh. Production, oh. production went up 40%. The electricity bills, you know, the things that cost money that a lot of people don't realize these companies are losing money on, utilities, electri electricity, all that good shit, went down 23%. So you want to motivate me? Give me the opportunity to work a four-day week. My cousin works a four-day week, but she works four 10-hour days. She, her choice was not to work on Monday. Right. And when she told me that, I said, well, hell, yeah, I think I probably would have. I've done that. I've had my schedule to where I'm not coming in on Mondays or if I take vacations or PTO days, I usually take that Monday off. Maybe that Tuesday, try not to have to come back to work to the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you know, my employer, they, they allow four-day work weeks and split shifts. I'm the split shift king, you know, split shifts, you know, especially if you have a family, split shifts is gravy, you know what I'm saying, because you can actually, you know, pick kids up from school, help them with homework, or, you know, or if you have, like myself, I have a new, I have a new baby, you know, one-year-old, so I'm able to, you know, be more helpful with that situation while still, you know, providing for my family, you know, it's, it's, it's good, man. and there's other companies that, you know, are in the insurance field where I can make more money, but, I mean, there's not too many that's going to let me do what I'm doing now. You know, that's a real perk right there. That's 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 major. I mean, that's, that situation 
you know, has me in a, in a place mentally where I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. You know, it would have to be a substantial amount of money for me to even look at going somewhere else because of that particular perk that, that had the ability to work a split shift. Or, you know, like you said, work for 10-day shifts to get your 40 hours. You know, I, I some people on my team, they do four, they, they work four days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for a lot of us, it's flexibility. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And then if you want to throw in a 70-inch, 75-inch 4K UHD TV, I might pep up a little bit more, but otherwise, I'm going to need you to go and get out of my face. Give me my hour lunch, my 215, so I can go smoke. Right. So, you know, you got if you got a company doing all that, like, you know, let's say, you know, you were the company that's doing all that. Like, what are, you know, like, is, I mean, how does that make you feel as an employee when you have the things that we discussed? You know, you personally. What? Like, like, like I said, for me, like having those perks for me, you know, it, it, it makes me, you know, real loyal to the organization. Like if they want to Oh, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'm dead inside. So there's no emotions involved in this. I could care less. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. There, there, it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't bring up any emotionals. I'm not loyal to a company simply because these companies are not loyal to you. They, they never have been and they never will be. Even if you work with work at a company that has a union, that's just not that's not something that I'm ever going to really put any effort into. I'm not going to bring any type of emotion to. Oh, I love coming to work. Oh, no, it's none of that. Give me my check. You're paying me what I want. I'm here every day, early, doing my job, I'm going home. I'm not thinking about none of you when I leave here. Hell, I'm not even thinking about y'all while I'm here. Because it's not going to make any difference whether or not I feel like you're giving me better things than any other company. It doesn't matter. It's, none of these companies care. Because as much as you can sit here, if you want to cut production and, and pay me for a five-day week and I'm only working four days, it doesn't matter. Because if I become ill, if I'm dead, you're replacing me in a week anyway. So, no, like I'm On a macro level, I mean, you know, the thing is companies, they, they don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But, well, what I'm saying is, you know, giving you those perks and those benefits, which I would say makes it yeah. easier for you to, you know, do what you need to do for them so that you can get, you know, get what you need from them, too. It's not like, damn, it ain't a situation where you're ready to leave. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you receive yeah. those benefits. No, I, I don't care either way. Because if you're going to, if I found a company that's going to give me what I want, I'm going to find another one because that's what they do. It's, it's what you're talking about are the individuals that are there. I'm not, if I work for Quicken Loans and they do everything that we need them to do, I still don't give a shit about Quicken Loans. I'm not, I, I could care less. I'm, I'm, it, it doesn't mean anything to me because at any point, if Dan Gilbert gets investigated for something, that company could be shut down in any in a heartbeat. Right. All these companies could. So it's not a, a, a question of me 
being emotionally tied in any way, shape, or form to these companies. I'm not. Give me my pay to the order of. That's what I'm here for. No not here to, to, to put, make you look better when the bottom line is the individuals within that company, within whatever branch that you're on, those are the only people that you're dealing with. Unless you're in one of these MLMs or one of these companies that do quote unquote um, production trips or, or, or sending you one of somewhere, big deal. You, it's a tax write off. Right. You don't care. You don't give a damn about any of these people. The recognition isn't even for the people. The recognition is for the company. It's all a tax write-off. I spent quite a few years with one company that every year when we went to the big employee recognition um, dinner that was out in Columbus, it's like, who cares? This is all a tax write-off for you. Right. Because the bottom line is, when we go back to our individual spots, you might have just got your boots licked while you was down there. Oh, congratulations, you're a top producer, top in the state, top in the country. So what? You get home, you get in a car accident, coming back. Oh, it's, oh, well, we got to figure out who we're going to place you with. Yeah, because there's, there's no loyalty there. There's no love lost there. You know, when I went, they don't I went care. to Hawaii, you know, with, with, with a company on one of those incentive trips, and it was cool, but... The one thing that I didn't like was the fact that they took like two days, you know what I'm saying, trying to recruit the people that you brought that that you brought with you. <laughs> well, that's because that's what a lot of it. That's what a lot of it is because these companies they don't care. As a worker, you are expendable, regardless if you work for a company that has a union or not. The bottom line is you're a body. And if they don't have to, if they got to play the role to, quote, give you so-called what they think you want to work, they're going to do it. But again, all of that is a tax write-off. That's like the, the one mortgage company that I worked for every month. I mean, come on. I, you walk in there and there were 70-inch TVs up everywhere. We were watching Netflix, Hulu. You know, live TV all day. We had game rooms. We had a freaking $4,000 massage chair that when you got done, you just felt so violated because it was like, oh, wow, I need a cigarette after this massage chair. Because of the idea of, yes, mortgages are a high-stress environment and people piss you off and they're not getting their paperwork in and blah, 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 blah. But the bottom line is you still got to close loans. Right. If you're not closing loans, you're out of there. It doesn't matter if they're giving away $500, $1,000, $1,500 cash, if they're giving you a 55-inch, 65-inch, 70-inch, 80-inch TV for, for hitting your numbers. None of that matters. It's all a tax write-off, all of it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, if you're not closing loans, you're out of there, plain and simple. Major. And, yeah, yeah, you got some cash. Yeah, you got a TV. Great, because you had the ability to produce. But that's a tax write-off for them. And most likely, it's a cheaper version. It's a Vivio. <laughs> a Vivio? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, but, that just, but that's what, that just goes to what I'm saying. It's all a tax write-off for these companies. You will have certain owners and, and, and things like that that will want to see and they want to take a page out of Google's playbook from the early 2000s and have these open 
environments and fostering open door policy, and it's all a crock of shit. They don't care in no way, shape, or form. That's office space. <laughs> when he knocked this whole thing down, Peter knocked no, this whole cubicle down. That. I'm talking about the movie. Um, it was, I think, it was uh, Gaston, where dude took this, took his door off. <laughs> he just unscrewed oh, the door. Seen Man, but yeah, Peter knocked the whole wall down. That that was classic. <laughs> that shit was what the hell? You know, so, like, I've been with organizations that will give away, uh, you know, put up, you know, sporting event tickets, concert tickets, you know, to hit goals, you know, put money in the air, you know, all of that. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, taking the emotion out of it is, you know, like, you know, besides the things we mentioned, like, what are things that, you know, you think that motivate people, you know, to do that much more? You know, to either hit a company goal or, you know, to exceed a personal goal or what have you. You know, and I want to, like, lightweight take, you know, a bonus out of it because, you know, if you're in, like, industries like insurance or financial services, mortgages, and things of that sort, the main benefit is your commission. <laughs> is your commission. If you don't hit said numbers, uh, certain bills in your household got to get paid. So it's more... It's not, I don't even know if that's really an incentive, really. It's more punitive, really. It's like negative, of course. If you don't hit these numbers, you know, your check will be short. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are some things you think, or that you've talked to different people that they have said that, you know, are pretty cool to make them want to do more? What happened? No, I actually like, you know, besides like bonus money, you know, what are some incentives you think or perks that you think that that motivate people to do more from what you've heard from other people? More PTO, cheaper benefits, but benefits that actually cover stuff. And see, people don't realize you got a lot of these companies that are already pissed off. They got to give y'all benefits because it's coming out of their pocket. Going back to the GM, so you the GM situation. You know, they don't want to pay them benefits. That's what I'm saying. So better PTO. A lot of people nowadays, especially these millennials, they want to come in to a gamut of benefits that 20 years ago weren't available. 20 years ago, it was something like if you, if you had PTO, it wasn't even called PTO 20 years ago. They were called vacation days. Yeah. And you used whatever you used those vacation days for to do what you needed to do and you went on vacation, but when it came to having days where you got to go to court or you need to get something done, and of course, if you're a young professional or you're any type of career, most of the time you're working during business hours. Yeah. So if you're working from 8 to 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, you can't get anything done during the week. So you had to take your vacation days 
and use those sparingly to try to get done what you needed to get done. And But then when it came time for you to actually go on vacation, mm-hmm. you couldn't take them because you had used your vacation days. Right. America is one of the most stressed out countries as far as people that work because people don't take vacation. They don't take a week. They don't take two weeks and just decompress or go somewhere with their families. People can't afford it. So the idea that you can come into a company with already, let's say, 18, 19, because I went into one company where they gave you 18 PTO days off grip, off top. You got 18 PTO days. You got um, 10 days worth of vacation. You got five sick days. So you had already right there a month worth of days off that were paid. So if anything needed to be done, all you had to do was go into ADP, put your request in, as long as there was coverage, it was approved. And you could do half days, whole days, you know, take four hours. Well, you know what? I got an appointment at 9 o'clock, so I'm not out. But as soon as I get done with that appointment, I'm going to come in, so I'll be here about 1. So you can still get paid for doing that appointment, come in at 1 o'clock and still do your job. Right. That's a relatively new concept over the last 20 years. We didn't have that type of thing then. But again, with the uh, rise of the tech, com- uh, tech companies in Silicon Valley doing a lot of quote-unquote out-of-the-norm type things, you now have PTO days as a huge, uh, huge benefit for people that are looking to have that work-life balance that they want. And even if you work with a company that has a union, you're part of the union, you still have to go through a lot of rigmarole just to take those days off. And in this society that we're in today, people can't afford to miss work and not be paid for it. Right. You can't afford to miss a, a, a whole day out of a five-day work week because now you're missing a whole eight to ten hours on your check in two weeks. And then let's start it again. If you miss a day that one week and if you got to miss a day for another week because you got kids or some shit and something happened, now you're missing 16 to 20 hours off your paycheck. Mm -hmm. When that's 16 to 20 hours, maybe that was part of what was helping to pay them expensive-ass health care benefits that don't cover anything. So PTO days are huge when it comes to things that people can, that things that companies can give people to make them take a second look at their companies. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go into these companies these days and not be able to handle what they need to be able to handle and then fear that they're going to lose their job because they had a doctor's appointment. Right. Or, you know, or something with their child, you know what I mean? You know, kids get sick all the time, you know, or they may have to go pick their kid up from school early due to some school event. You know? Yeah, the flexibility, the flexibility is, 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 is huge. And the thing is, like, about 15, 20 years ago, companies was really scant, man, when it 
came to benefits in general. They'll slow roll you for six to nine months. Then you get hired, and then they'll make you wait six to 12 months to even be eligible for benefits. <laughs> Man, and no, the messed up thing about it is the companies that make you wait a year before you can put anything in the 401k. Right. Like, I'm not even going to be here a year. Uh, y'all got plans to weed us out in the first 90 days or six months of being here. Big fact. You know, and then when you got the benefits in your first year, you only got five vacation days. <laughs> you had a week. Then it'll take you like five years to get 20 days. Whereas now with PTO, with, you know, with, with that being introduced, you can take three weeks a year off top if you earn the time because you'll earn those hours. You're someone like myself who pretty much just comes to work every day without bail. Yeah, that all depends on that all depends on the company and how they how they have you accrue it. Some companies will let you accrue, you know, four hours for every eight hours you work. Right. You know, or or eight hours for every week that you're every forty hours a week that you work, you get a you get a full eight hour day worth of PTO. Right. But the idea, they, that's not something that they want to do happily. It's all done begrudgingly because just like a lot of these old boomer white guys, they don't like change. And the only thing that's constant is change, which means the, the, the old way of doing things is no longer going to work for this next generation coming up. No. And nobody's going to sit here and ain't no 25-year-old 30-year-old going to sit and waste five to seven to ten years at a company that they feel does not have their back. Right. It's not going to work. They can't get done what they need to get done. A lot of these kids have crippling student loan debt. A lot of them can't afford life, let alone be out there on their own. There's so many articles that we see every month in the mortgage industry about why millennials and the younger groups are not purchasing homes. They can't afford it. Why do you think they're trying to make it to where you're seeing that Equifax credit boost and all this other shit to try to get your credit scores up? First of all, let me tell you all something. If you ever thought that how you paid your bills is what goes on your credit report, you are so completely wrong, it's not even funny. Because nobody sees you pay your utility bills on the credit report, but your utility companies. Right. The only time the only time utility companies are putting anything on any of your three bureaus is when you go to collections. That's it. People holler people will always holler about, well, I pay my bills on time every month. It doesn't matter. It we can't see it. It's not there. And it's not something that you get judged on when we pull your credit, what we're looking at is installment debt and revolving debt, meaning credit cards, car loans, errands, rental purchases, student loans, that type of thing. And if you have entirely too much of that, that does not equal to how much money you're bringing in, you're not approved for a mortgage. So if you got these 25, 30 year olds who have 40, 50, 60, 70, hundred thousand dollars, in student loan debt, and yeah, they may have graduated, but lo and behold, because this is America, uh -huh. they're not working. 
they're not working in the field that they have this $100,000 degree in. They're barely living to survive. They're probably still living at home. They're probably making $12, $13, $15, $17 an hour. Not enough to pay for a car note and a house note because when you look at, oh, not only do you have $100,000 in student loan debt, but you got about 27000 in credit card debt. Man. You've been paying the student loan payments on the credit card bills. So none of that is, is what is helping people. So when you see the Experian boost, the Equifax boost, what that is, what it's doing now is you're giving them permission to go in and look at how you pay your bills and have that give you a boost. That's not good for a lot of people. Because you know what? Life's a bitch. And sometimes bills get behind. Sometimes you catch a shutoff notice. Sometimes you end up with a utility off. Now, all of that is going to be counted against you because you gave permission for it to be counted against you. Mm. It wasn't like that before. Now people think, oh, well, it went up. No, no, no. No, they're not even giving you a real FICO score. (laughs) What are they giving them? They're giving them their score, oh. the Equifax score, the TransUnion score. For people that have credit cards like Discover and Capital One and all this other stuff, oh, well, my credit card statement has your score. It's not your FICO. Does it say Fair Isaac Company? Because if it doesn't say Fair Isaac, it's not your FICO score. I'd sure that score means shit to me. It doesn't matter if it says 743 on your credit card statement. Your actual credit report says a 642. Because you want to know why? Only the credit card companies see when you pay the bill. And if you pay it twice a month, we don't see that. Right. The credit card company sees that. That's it. What we see is if you missed a payment in the last 30, 60, 90, 120 days. Mm-hmm. That's where your stuff starts going down. So the idea that these so-called booths are going to help you in the long run, they're really not. They are really not. You're giving them permission to now bring any and everything about you and giving them access to your checking account because when it comes to mortgaging, we have to source where your down payment money is coming from. Right. So if you have a $100,000 house that you're looking at and you want to put $10,000 down, we need two months of bank statements because we got to see where that $10,000 is coming from. If you're getting it from a family member, if you're if you're getting it gifted to you because you can have it gifted to you, you have to go through certain paperwork that we need to see. Okay. And if we can't see it where that ten thousand is coming from, you're not gonna get approved because there's a law that was passed after nine eleven where we have to put on it's called we have to do a suspicious account report, a SAR. Yeah. Yeah, we had to do Which that means we have well. to, yeah, a lot of right? But all yeah. of this went through. All of this came through after nine eleven. Meaning, you have to give a, a a report. You have to report suspicious activity in bank account, anything over ten thousand dollars. So people don't realize. Oh, I well, I'm going to get this. Or are you okay? Are you pulling it from your four hundred one k? We're going to need that paperwork. Right. You can't just go and try to apply for a mortgage and say you're going to do this, that, and a third, and there's no paperwork to back it up. You're not going to get approved. 
nope. your loan's going to fall apart. You're not going to close because underwriting is going to get a hold of it. And they're going to be like, Where, where's the money coming from? <laughs> no lender in this country is going to lend you money and they don't know where your money's coming from. No. So the idea now that you're giving them access to your checking accounts with these quote unquote boosts to your um to your scores, they're not helping you. Because now you're really letting them see how you pay your bills, how many times you bounce a check in a month. Because none of that was taken into consideration before. You could be bouncing checks left and right, but if the money that was coming from your down payment came from a different account, that's the account I needed to see. I didn't need to see whatever account you was bouncing checks out of. That's not my concern. Yeah, you're giving it up too much, too much game. Exactly. So now with those boosts, that, that's going to put in a limit to it because people, we got a country full of dumbasses, and they don't read the fine print, and they don't understand what they're actually getting access to. And then these will be the same people that won't be able to figure out why their loans aren't closing, yep. why they were denied. Because you thought you, you got all these credit monitorings going on, but none of them are a FICO score. I hate <laughs> when I hear people tell me about, well, my credit karma, credit karma don't mean shit to me, people. On top of the fact that it only gives you two of the three bureaus, that score is not a true FICO score. I see assholes like it you every day. It does not give you anything. Day. It's, it's, it's an indicator of where possibly it's your score maybe, might be. It's not a Fair Isaac score. So a lot of people, especially when they call in, well, yeah, my credit karma says, okay, well, give me the social so I can pull it up and see for myself what you're seeing. And we get their number and we pull it up and it's like, no. Because first of all, like I said, you don't even have all three bureaus. So tell me what's on your, what's on your uh, Experian bureau. Right. Because you know there's three of them. What? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Man, that's crazy. But don't listen to me because I'm not the <laughs> professional. I'm not exactly. the one that took the classes through this. I'm not the one that's taking the continuing education to be on top of it. Mm. Don't listen to me. Right. I don't know nothing. I listen know to your friend who's still living at home. In education. But, 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 you know, listen to, listen to your boyfriend who's a roofer. Man. <laughs> but, yo, we're going to hit a commercial break. We're going to be back. going to be more Juked Radio. Uh, company perks on weareradio.com. We Are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event or start your career in broadcasting, We Are Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weareradio at gmail.com to find out more or you can call us at 216-772-3393. We Are Radio.com. We Are Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. 
What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Mook, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gon' play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Mook, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. On OGDJ Radio. I had a conversation the other day with this girl, and, and she said she saw a girl, and she was like, damn, she got a fat ass. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> why would you say she got a fat ass to me, though? That don't sound like something I want to yeah. hear. You know, I ain't I'm got nothing against that. homosexuals, but I'm not one, and that sounded kind of homosexual. It sounded a little gay. She was like, well, what you mean? It's there. I can see. I said, well, how would it sound if, as a man, a man came to you and said, damn, look at my dude uh, jogging pants. He rocking the f out of them. <laughs> Like, huh? <laughs> if if another nice, man That's a nice bulge Man if another nigga seen another man's pants And talked about his package That's gay as hell that's It ain't no gay. understanding gay That's gay That's gay So and then she said I'm not gay I said but that definitely sounded like a homosexual comment Right I understand sure. that you appreciate a woman's body But from my perspective That wasn't just a comment That was homoerotic <laughs> Right <laughs> Damn Homoerotic Yeah yeah right. That yeah, was right. that made me think of a priest. Tune in each and every Friday night, 4 to 6 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com for OG DJ Radio. Radio. Oh my God. I love OG DJ Radio. WeUpRadio.com. Topic every fucking Man, you hate the radio. I despise it. I hate it. Tune in to Clutch Players University. You said who? Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. Yeah, man. When? On Saturday at 1. Get out of here. I'm not lying, man. Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. When? On Saturday at 1. Are you listening? Clutch Players University, Saturdays at 1. At 1. Tune in to them on on WeUpRadio.com. Clutch Players University, Saturdays at 1 p.m. What's up? So I'm tuning in. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com. That's what's up. I, I check. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Tune in to OP Nation Talk every Thursday, 7 to 9. Right here live at WeUpRadio.com. 216-772-3393. Hosted by Ray Sharp. Councilman Ernest L. Smith. And King Swisher. Every Thursday, 7 to 9. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised.
Montana, you're listening to WeUpRadio.com. WeUpRadio.com. company perks and things that motivate you to achieve more we got crooked halo on the mix what's happening crooked good same shit different day yo y'all need to go to uh www.followblackdollars.org check out more about the follow black dollars movement um because it's moving as my man bit squeeze would say yo i want to give him a shout out once again he's nominated for a ohio entertainment award WeAreRadio.com is also nominated for a uh, Ohio Entertainment Award. That's good shit. That's going to be going down uh, this afternoon. Um, so we're going to definitely uh, be up in there representing. Hopefully we'll bring it home. Uh, for me, it's an honor just to get recognized by your peers in any way, shape, or fashion. It's, it's pretty dope. So, so again, we've been talking earlier about uh, company perks and things that um, – that motivates you as a worker to do more for yourself as well as for your company. Um, for me and Crooked, it's primarily flexibility. It's flexibility so that you can do the things that you need to do for yourself and your family while still, you know, getting your paper. You know. So that's the main thing. Uh, we last left off. We were talking about, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that as a worker, you want to be able, you know, to work undisturbed. Don't want somebody breathing down your neck every five minutes, you know, while you kind of do your job, you know, and you also want to be able to uh, have a life, you know, outside of work and deal with things that come up. I mean, if you can do those things as, a, as an employer, you know, then it's a good situation. We do the work, you pay us, and we're good. <laughs> you know, it's just when it's just when companies restrict stuff like that and be fucking with your money. <laughs> And don't want to get no time off, then it's a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a major problem. Um, so we had the uh, the GM strike. Um, recently, I think in Chicago, they had a teacher strike for a while, and they won. Uh, did you hear about that? Yeah, they got everything that they wanted. It wasn't even really about more money for them. They wanted more um, more things for the kids they wanted more nurses more counselors more diversity training because these kids is out here killing themselves at a ridiculously disgustingly high rate right and chicago is what the third 
largest school district in the country. So the idea that they were striking not not primarily for money, but for the children's mental health, that says a lot right there. That's about the only district that actually gives a shit about kids in this country. I don't know why y'all think they give a damn about kids. They care more about animals in the United States of America and freaking guns than they do about y'all's kids. And if you think that I'm just saying it to be saying it, you need to take a look at a lot of shit that's going down. There's been a school shooting every day of the year for the past how many years now? There's hundreds. There's been hundreds, if not thousands, of school. But then they want to do dumb shit like let's 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 arm this. No, they want to do dumb shit like let's arm the teachers. Arming the teachers ain't got nothing to do with it, and it's the dumbest thing you could ever do because a lot of these teachers don't deserve to be teachers. A lot of these teachers are the problem, and a lot of these teachers are hiding I mean, hidden identities because they don't like these kids. Making a hundred dollars a day, so they don't really have you know a hundred dollars a day versus a, a teacher that's making forty, fifty thousand, or fifty thousand a year or more. You know, and you, and, the, and the sub is making a hundred dollars for the day, and they throwing paper balls at them and shit. <laughs> and you want to give that guy a gun? Or you want to give a bunch of, or you want to give a bunch of um, rural uh, white people guns when they're in a classroom full of black and brown babies? That's that's a disaster. That that's a disaster waiting to happen. You know what I mean? But you know, like you said, I mean they don't. You know, the society does not care about children. And the thing is, if you look at American not history, even if you look at America's history, they never really did care about children. No, they and the damn sure didn't tell, didn't give a damn about kids that had any type of a pigment to them. No, not at all. Mm-mm. I mean, the thing is, particularly with with uh, with black children, you know, I mean, and I, and this made me think, unfortunately, about the whole Tamir Rice situation. Police pulled up, and not within five seconds, that kid was dead. Was a twelve-year-old. Twelve-year-old. A twelve-year-old. Yeah, a fucking twelve-year-old. But the thing is, for them. You know, they've done studies where, you know, greater society, they look at black children as adults. You know, that's a child, mm-hmm. but and, and you can look at it in the way they prosecute crimes. I mean, you'll have a 19-year-old white kid, white male, convicted of rape, given probation because it ruined his life. He was a kid. He made a mistake. Or when you had the situation with the uh, Olympic athletes that was in uh brazil and they were down there fucking up. they were fucking up but they were like well they're just kids them motherfuckers was 30 years old grown ass fucking men but you want to lock up but but they want to lock up 12 and 15 year old black kids for crimes well he was an adult we're gonna prosecute as an adult they started doing that shit in the 90s we're gonna prosecute Mm -hmm. kids as an adult that was a that was a way you know you know lock up more uh You know who started that in the 90s? Good old motherfucking Joe Biden. Running for president right now. His policies, his criminal policies that he put on law is the reason we have that um, school-to-jail pipeline right now. Right. But but again, it's pretty dumbass. Nobody actually go back and, and, and we got a lot of armchair politicians since 2016 people have not been paying attention and couldn't tell you anything that went down uh in 1989 or 88 when bush senior got in there 
So you can miss me with everything you got to say about a lot of this shit because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No. You know what I peeped um, uh, yesterday or Thursday? Um, Michael Bloomberg is, is putting his hat in for president. To me, what that tells me is that... Oh, another rich white guy, huh? Well, it, what that tells me is that the big money see all these progressive candidates coming up and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, hell no. Nah, they about to cut into our bread. We got to stop that shit. Exactly. Exactly. We that 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 they, they that trickle down economics from Ronald Reagan ain't trickled down the shit. No, nah, no, nah, but that, that's I mean it's like why the hell he gonna jump into the ring because he couldn't. Man, dude, anybody can beat Trump right now. Any fucking body can beat Trump right now. I mean, in my mind, I think he's trying to lose purposely. He doesn't. He didn't want to win. He didn't want to win, and he's he, the man is doing everything. In his power to lose. I mean, he's committed treason. He's committed impeachable acts since he got the fuck in there. But yet, in this country full of dumbasses, you have people that are okay with it. They're okay with it. That's what I'm. That's the whole thing. Like you're okay with it. You can't call yourself a patriot. You're okay with the foolishness and the fuckery. That's bullshit. You have a whole Republican Party that is looking stupid as fuck, looking dumber and dumber as days go by. Defending the indefensible because they don't. I mean, him. The majority. He was just when they convicted his um his charity, the Trump Foundation, was and he was just found guilty of stealing to, and fined two million dollars from stealing from a charity. Yeah. Stealing from a charity, and you people are okay with that. So if you got a sick kid or you out here with toys for tots, your president could walk down the street, go to Walmart, and snatch up every single one of those boxes from them kids, and you people are absolutely Santa okay Claus, with it. You're okay. It's just like he said. He could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and he'd get away with it. He's absolutely fucking right. And, and, He's absolutely right. He could get away with it because that's how stupid you people are. You're okay with it. Group of Democrats running can beat Trump. I can beat Trump. You can go into my history and look at my personal life, and I will still beat Trump. <laughs> I will beat him. Man, a lot of people can beat Trump. Anybody can beat this dude. Put a D by your yeah, name but, and run, and you'll. Yeah, beat but him. he'll be reelected because that's how stupid these people are. Right. I mean, like, and, and, and I mean, you know, cause the last few days I've just been watching. You know the news and just watching you know people comment and you've had people you know on both sides ideologically talk down on what's going on they're like no this is not how you conduct business at all this is this is not right. well I'm, and how we say i always say to people if you're okay with it that's all right but you go do it at your job and see what the results are hey. but they don't want to hear that right go do it at your job See what happens when you try to do the same shit that you are giving a pass to the fucking president for. Go do it at your job. See how long you're employed. Let me know how that works out for you. Right. Go ahead and go ahead and and and, and fill up a coworker at work. Man. Or walk by and talking about you about to grab him by the pussy. At, at your job. See how that plays. And see how. Right. Let me let me know how that conversation with HR works out with me. But anyway, that, that's a whole different thing. 
Because now back to the lecture at hand, the these people, these companies, when they try to motivate you, a lot of them do it not because they want to, but why the fuck are you giving me this bullshit? Um, a lot of them do it because they've seen charts and graphs and analytics that say they could possibly retain more people by doing X, Y, Z. And again, a lot of that stuff came into play in the early 2000s, late 90s, when Google was making noise for being, quote, unquote, an innovative workplace. Right. You know, a lot of these tech companies, Yahoo, um, Netflix, before they really blew up, offered so many different things that the average worker had never seen before. You you went into these places, if you ever watched, uh, and I talk about this movie a lot on the show, but if you ever saw Joe versus the Volcano, you know, he starts out as a classic Tom Hanks. It's actually the first movie that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan did together. Uh-huh. And Meg Ryan plays Meg Ryan plays three different characters in that movie. But um, one of the things about that is where he's working, you can YouTube it right now, the beginning of that movie, and how these people are all drones going into their jobs because it's, it's the thankless job. Right. He would always talk about how the fluorescent lights were, um, the fluorescent lights were killing him. He couldn't see him, and he just ended up losing his shit and going through what he goes through in the movie. But those people in that office, that's what it was. You were shut down. You were away from, um, you were away from, The, your coworkers, everybody had an office. The cubicles were high. You couldn't, you didn't see people. And then they fast forward to now where you go into every place that you could go into and now you've got this, quote, open floor plan where you can see all of your coworkers. Yeah. You can hear them. You know, you can hear what they're talking about. You can see all this other foolishness that you really don't need to be bothered with to get your job done. A lot of that is due to, again, what these companies saw as they got, as Google and all these other companies became prevalent and started poaching young talent. A lot of people, um, a lot of people didn't understand Um, See, a lot of times in corporate America, um, people are tr- want to follow a trend. They see somebody catch fire doing something. Oh, well, let me try it. Oh, well, and it may not even apply to your situation, your company, or your even in your industry. It may not even like, like you would say. It's like you don't even need to see a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know. Or having an open floor plan may not be conducive to what you guys do. You may need to be uh, laser focused on your job. You know, you need need to be laser focused on all that other, you know, background stuff. It's distracting from what you're doing, and you actually lose money. 
you know, mm-hmm. post production because you have all this uh, peripheral bullshit going on in the background, you know, because you're trying to follow a trend. You know what I'm saying? Just like in the NFL, you know, people, you know, you had a situation where a couple teams started running the Wildcat, then everybody had to add a Wildcat. Everybody wanted to run the Wildcat. And it's like, the wild, that offense don't work for you. That's not something. You don't have the players to even do that shit. <laughs> Man. Man. Like, you barely got one quarterback <laughs> on your team. <laughs> but you want to run the Wildcat. Man. But, yeah, that's the thing. People want to do stuff, you know, because, you know, you see one person doing it and it's working for them. But, you know, it may, you know, a lot of times, you know, need need is the is the mother of invention. You know, at a particular company, they may need to do that situation because, you know, particularly with Google, I mean, you know, you have a lot of creatives there. So, you know, they may need to walk around and, you know, figure out the next next great thing or the next great breakthrough. They can't be in a cubicle and it's like, okay, think. You know, what what we gonna do? It's like, no, you need to be able to think. You know, you need an open space. Like if you're you know, if if if, if you're a, a musician or a songwriter, you know, you sitting in the cubicle writing songs ain't gonna work. You know? You know, whereas if you're you know, if you're doing something that's repetitive <laughs> then yeah, you you know an open space may distract from what you're doing and you'll miss something. You know, you'll miss something, you know, especially if it's quality control, you know, you'll, you'll miss something and then you just messed up a whole batch. You know, you're trying to be Google. You're trying to be whoever. And there wasn't no need for it. Nope. I mean, you could have just, you know, do what, you know, do, do what's been working for you. I mean, you know, for real. Like, I don't even know why Burger King is selling tacos. <laughs> that, that's just the most <laughs> asinine thing. Even when I was managing for them, and I remember the first time they brought them in, and it was like when we got the, the guide and the POP and everything on how to make them, I'm like, this is not a fucking taco. All we doing is chopping up this damn Whopper meat and throwing some lettuce, tomato, and some cheese on here with these horrible-ass taco shells that were greasy as hell. It was all bad. Like, <laughs> And I can't believe they actually brought that back and they, they that they're still on down. the menu. I'm like, now, that's just ridiculous. I mean... But as far as perks, with these, a lot of that's companies like these shit. restaurants, that was some weird the, a lot of these restaurants, they don't, what they think is perks is, you know, 50% off when you're at work that you could eat or free meals while you're at work. First of all, that should be a given. Right. That's not a, that's not a perk. If I'm working in a restaurant, you damn right I'm going to eat. What the hell? I'm here all day around food and you think I'm not going to eat? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not a perk for me. It was like, okay, you working for your shift, you get a meal. Pick a, pick but a now meal. it's, it's, it's and, but it all depends because a lot of these restaurants are franchised out. So the franchisees have the right to do really whatever they want to these people. So their case in point, um, we had a couple, we actually, we still got a couple of McDonald's franchises out here. 
where the guy that owns them is a cheap bastard. Like he makes that if you go work for a corporate store, they give you your uniform, you know, they give you your either your free meal while you're at work or when you come in, you get half off, you know, you get you get a lot of things. This guy, he made people he still makes them pay for their uniforms. They don't get discounts. And his payroll was off. Like people were getting paid on Sundays. Like, why are you paying people on Sundays? Because you're stealing. Because people get their checks on oh, Sunday, Sunday, they can't take that shit to the bank. They can't go cash them until Monday. Like, what type of ass backwards is that? And then you wonder why your sign always says, now hiring. Now hiring crew. Now hiring managers. Nobody wants to come in and have to pay all this extra money to even get a grease-stained uniform, let alone I got to come in and do all this foolishness and I can't even get paid when I'm supposed to fucking get paid? Like, owner, who owner. gets paid on a Sunday? Owner of the company got coke on his nose. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what it is with a lot of these companies when, it's, when they're, especially these restaurants, when they're franchised out. And people want to know why, wonder why they go into a lot of these places and they get shitty service. Because some people in there is pissed. They're not making any money. You know, they're not making any money. They're being treated like they're being treated like shit. They're not being valued in any way, shape, or form. And then they got to deal with somebody coming in there, you know, throwing food or just being ignorant because of where they're working at. And because I'm in a restaurant, you feel like that gives you the right to just treat people like shit. Right. And that's not how it works. What these a lot of these companies, especially a lot of these restaurants, what they could do as far as perks to keep people for keep people in the jobs and make them want to talk to their friends like, hey, you can come work with me. It's all about the flexibility, being able to have those PTO days, being able to take care of the things that you need to do. Working in restaurants in the hospitality industry. That shit is notorious for not being flexible because if there's nobody to cover your shift, they really are not keen on you taking any time off. No. Period. Like, and they'll tell you in a heartbeat. And if you go in there, oh, well, I got to do X, Y, Z on this day. Well, you got to find somebody to cover your shift. And if you can't find anybody to cover your shift, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Well, I don't know what to tell you either because I'm not going to be here. I'm not asking your permission. I'm telling you. This is what it's going to be. Another job. <laughs> That's what they're going to tell you. And then they're hiring again. And then we uh -huh. have to tell you, we have a great company culture. Coworkers is looking at you like. <laughs> no, you don't. Do it. They're like, don't do it. <laughs> they're like, no, the fuck we don't. <laughs> you know, you ever, um, you ever did a sit along with a sit down with somebody? <laughs> And they doing they damnness to not tell you you don't want to work here. <laughs> like, you know what? I've done sit downs with people where they be like, yeah, you might want to go on and go somewhere else. And that just lets me know, like, well, you, they probably shouldn't have you sitting down with people. Right. Is that bad, but though? That's, that's usually what happens <laughs> when you've got... 
that's usually what happens when you've got um, right. people that don't give any types of shit about their employees. Nope. And you'll find a lot of that um, in the call centers. Because they do go through so much in a call center, so much turnover. There was one place that I worked at, um, they, man, they stayed hiring simply because a lot of the people that were in there as leads and management played favorites. And people could see that. Man. So when you got out on the floor, like you went through your your four weeks of training, and then you got out on the floor and you Amy found out who is Amy again. You found <laughs> out who your management personnel was, and that was supposed to be the person you know that you could come to, whatever, whatever. And then you get out on the floor and you're dealing with this, and all you see is that these people have their clicks and they're not in any way, shape, or form concerned about showing that clickiness to other people. There, this place, this, there was a one girl and she was the lead, but all we ever heard about her, especially in training, was the fact that she was a bitch. And not because she wanted people to um, be do a better job, but because she felt like she didn't have she didn't have to actually do anything and keep her job, she could do whatever. Like if she didn't want to talk to you, if she didn't want to answer any types of questions, she wasn't going to do it. Right. And it's like, okay, because, and then another part of it, too, was that these, this company had you, um, sharing desks with people. So you would work, you'd come in in the morning and your stuff is all the way jacked up because whoever was there the night before, you know, moved around or whatever it was. And when you work somewhere, it's like uh, in nine to five, and you have people that were sharing desks. There's so much stuff that can come up missing. You don't have any type I'm not of, a fan of that whole sharing desk situation at all. I'm not either because you don't have any privacy as far as when you come into the job to be able to do what you got to do because you got to look at somebody else's stuff that's been sitting there because this individual, you know, works at night or works third shift, works second shift, whatever it is. And the next thing you know, you can't put up no pictures of your your kids. But they kids in there. But you're any of that because your stuff comes up missing. Among other things. And you can't tell people that. So when it comes to a lot of different perks, a lot of things that these companies can do is just really getting the right people in the right situations to where they did not feel 
where they didn't feel like they had to walk, step on, you know, step, walk tiptoe into the building because their lead is, is such a quickie individual that they're going to go right to the owner and say, oh, well, you know what? I heard that they were doing this and they complained about that. And it's like, no, that's, that's not how it works. Not at all. But you can't tell these companies. That's why it's like there's no, even if you give me the flexibility that I need, I can really care less because if anything happens to me, you're replacing me in 37 seconds. So do what you're supposed to do. Pay me what you're supposed to be paying me. Maybe I might give a damn. I doubt it. Like, I, I really do. Right. But it's not it something help. that... Right. I mean, you definitely not... Towards me thinking about possibly considering considering giving a fuck. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Right. It is crazy. You can't tell people how they're supposed to work. Mm-mm. And do what they need to do. But to let y'all tell it, these companies are supposed to be able to operate with impunity and give you everything that, or no, not give you anything. Like, you're just supposed to take it. Like, who does that in this day and age? These kids that are coming up, they are not about to sit, and I said it in the beginning. They're not about to sit here and waste five, seven, even two years with a company that's not giving them a what lot of they these need. Companies are not, you know, the environments are so uh, abysmal that people aren't lasting two years. No, and they're not going to because you're not giving them five, seven. I'm like, man, these companies. Man, these kids is getting rolled up like day fifty one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, you, yeah, know what I mean? you, got people, you got people in management positions that have no business. So you got somebody like Case and Point at, at the last scam coding that I was working for. They promoted this girl who didn't spend any time in the area of the job that they gave her the management position. She was strictly outbound. So it's like, why are you talking about, why are you talking to people like they're crazy when you know good and damn well they're not, they're not in any way, shape, or form are they going to care about what you're doing. And so this girl, this girl talked to people, like her tone, it was just so crazy. And it's like, you can tell, like, bitch, first of all, I've been a manager, I was in management for 20 plus years. And one thing you don't do is talk to people crazy and think they're going to work for you. It's not going to work. You can't come in hollering about, oh, well, this is the way it's supposed to do, and so and so wasn't doing their job while they were here, so now it's this way. Mm-mm. And here you come with write ups. Like, really? If this was something that was already addressed, 
there's no reason for you to bring it back up. If we had already discussed and who we had permission to be dealing with, who the hell are you? Right. You coming in. Just because, oh, oh, now, oh, let me, oh, that's right. Oh, you're manager now. You're a lead now. So you think you got some kind of power. Don't you get the fuck out of here. Over people's checks, like, no, sweetie pie, that's, that's not how it works. And then when she came in, and of course, half her team quit. Don't you get the fuck out of here. They're like, what, what, could, what could we be doing right, wrong? What do we need to do? Well, stop putting people in positions of management that have no freaking experience, that don't know how to talk to people. That's the biggest thing. How about that? How about how does she even get promoted? Because she was somebody that worked with the outbound side. She never did any inbound, but because her outbound numbers were supposedly really good, she was the person that they promoted over somebody who actually knew the job. Wow. So when she, would talk, when she would talk to people and try to coach them about what they were doing on calls, it was like, well, first of all, what works for you on outbound, you can't do that on inbound because these people are calling in. That's you're calling out, you're dialing, you're doing outbound, you're cold calling to remind people to try to get them back in here. That's a whole different ball game when somebody is actually calling in and you're talking about, oh, well, you didn't do this or you didn't upsell that. First of all, this bitch is 88 years old. <laughs> right. Stop, <laughs> Stop trying to upsell this 88-year-old kid. You know? Or, or, or hold up, this is an 18-year-old kid going to college. They, right. they, they don't, don't have it, nothing. They don't have no money. No. And they don't have anything. Why am I trying to sell them the premium package? And if you've been in the game long enough, especially in call center game, and you're a good salesman, you know who you can sell to and who you can't. Who just need the basics. They telling you off top, hey, man, I just want the basics. I didn't need this before. Okay, no problem. This is the basics. This is how much it costs. And you'll sell them a whole lot quicker than you trying to go through your damn bullshit checklist. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, you're trying to hit these points that they want you to hit on every single call. And then you're spending five minutes getting browbeaten over a sale you made because you didn't, quote unquote, maximize the sale in the eyes of the management team. And the thing that frustrates me the most when it comes to selecting people for management is a lot of companies will, you know, have the person that's that has the highest numbers to do to be manager. And the thing is that they may be a high-performance salesperson. That doesn't mean that they're going to be a high-performing manager. Right. It's two totally different things. No, it is. It's, they may be able to – the thing is that sometimes people can't replicate or teach that to others. For you to be a good manager, you have to be a good teacher. You got to be a good teacher. You got to have great people skills, and you got to be a great motivator. You may have people that are awesome at their job, but they can't teach that to others. They may they may be a complete dickhead. They may have a complete dickhead personality as a person, but when they get on the phone and it's time to sell or service people, you know, they can't be touched. That doesn't mean that they're going to be managing material. And the person you're talking about seems to me that she's a great salesperson, but in terms of motivating her team, she's terrible at that. And, she was terrible. But the thing is, companies continue they continue to do it no matter what industry it is. I mean, I've had situations in my career where I've had people tell me, well, you're 
your numbers are solid, but I have Be to quiet. justify promoting you because Be of, because your numbers aren't. You're not in the top five, so they're not gonna. I have to sell that to others. I'm like, dude, it's your company. It's your fucking company, and the people you promote, they was terrible. But anyway, you end up firing mm-hmm. their asses. You end up firing their asses because they the, those people that were selected didn't respect their coworkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were terrible teachers. Mm-hmm. And piss poor motivators. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And a good leader will have people on their team that will go that much further for them. And a good leader, a good leader knows how to motivate their people. So when it comes to the types of perks that a good leader does, a good motivator does, they know what they can do that's going to get their team hyped, that's going to get their team able to hit numbers, to hit goals. You know, a lot of people will spend their own money you know, come in with gift cards or gas, you know, that type of thing, you know, um, food, because you always can win me with some damn food. But um, they know what keeps people motivated throughout that eight-hour, ten-hour day. And when you have somebody that does that. It's a party and me to death, man. God damn it, you know. Companies be like, yeah, we know you to pay you more, but here's these pizza slices, man. I gotta hit with that pizza. <laughs> but we are gonna go ahead and hit the second commercial break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna put a bow on the show. Chugs Radio, uh, WeUpRadio.com. That Ghost of Don EP nicest. Make sure you go out and get that brand new EP from my man Ghost of Don. Yeah, that shit's called On The Money on all digital platforms, all media outlets, Google Play, iTunes. Make sure you go get that shit right now. Fuck that, I had to cuss. You heard the new single, What A Love? It's crazy. Go download the EP right now on the money and follow my man Ghost of Dunn. Ghost, D-A-D-O-N 79 on IG. Follow him right now. Go download the EP on the money. Saying it's gon' quit, but it's still going on. Y'all gon' kill the right one. It's gon' be on. It's a Yo, what's up? <laughs> what's up, bro? How you? Man, I swear, I know you ain't just called my phone crying. You've got Man, should read a birthday tomorrow, bro. I'm still broke as hell, son. So what you calling me for? Go get her something. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money. I mean, I got, I got a few dollars. Well, that's all you need. Call Jazzy Marie. For what? Uh, Jazzy Marie do my baby mama's nails, her hands and her feet. Man, I bet she be looking rough too. She need that, bro. Quit playing, bro. Man, look, I'm about to give you a number. Hold on. It's 440-454-4034. Her name Jazzy Marie. Jazzy Marie. All right, what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the number again, man? What's that code, too? The number is 440-454-4034. Okay. The promo code, if you want to save $10, okay. don't forget. I need that, man. Capital J-M-Squeeze. 
Squeeze, okay. All right. Thank you, man. JM Squeeze. Hey, man, you my best friend. Man. What's her you, name man. again? Jazzy Marie, man. Okay. I love her too, man. Thank you all, man. Man, stop crying and get yourself a job or something. Broke ass, man. We Are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Are Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. Weupradio.com. Weupradio.com. I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do, but there's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's own Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bring the heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E, 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Holler at him, man. Make sure you support the movement, because it's moving. Also, go to hazelgreen.com and purchase that for the low. I'm sitting here alone. I wish I had someone to help me play with my words. Make sure you enter my world with caution. Wristwork Custom. Uh, go to www.wristworkcustom.com to purchase exquisite bracelets for all occasions. They are an excellent gift idea as well as an accessory. Uh, become a wristwork addict today. Yo, once again, shout out to We Are Radio. We're nominated for an Ohio Entertainment Award. Big Squeeze is nominated for a uh, Ohio Entertainment Award for Best Host. Uh, definitely proud of that. Uh, later on this afternoon, I'm going to do an interview uh, for Juke Radio on Love Life of an Asian Guy. In their show, um, very large platform, big opportunity. Be sure to tune in for that as well. Um, it's your boy, Crooked, it's your boy, uh, Rich Carlisle, <laughs> Crooked Halo. Oh my goodness, you don't even know who the hell you are. I see assholes like you every day, <laughs> every fucking day. That's damn I know, I know. I, I need more vacation time, more vacation time, more perks. <laughs> we talking about company perks. And things you know that that motivate you know staff people to uh, perform better. So, um, 
So again, you know, I was talking earlier about uh, Bloomberg jumping into the uh, jumping into the presidential race. I mean, again, that's the powers that be, you know, trying to put a stop to millennials and zennials trying to change the way things is. You know, they're trying to protect their bottom line. You know, they wanna they wanna go ahead and purchase that third yacht and they side chicks boobs. You know, that's that's what that's about. They're trying to they're trying to protect their side chick boob money by having him jump into this race. For them, you know, whether it's Trump or any establishment Democrat, they're cool with that. But they're seeing you have a litany of progressive candidates right now that's stepping up. Um, you know, out of everybody that's running, I'm I'm leaning more towards Andrew Yang. I'm all for the whole. I'm all for the uh, the dividend. You know, where everybody get a check. Um, definitely needs to work with that. Um, and other spots across the country and throughout the world, they've done you know, minimum income. And this has been a boon everywhere. It's worked everywhere it's went, you know. But so many of us have a slave mentality because this, this nation was built on slave labor. So, again, a lot, and I've said time and again, a lot of the, the labor and management practices in America, they come from a slave mentality and a slave state of mind, you know, because they're used to just working motherfuckers for free or nothing. Or very little money, so it's like the idea that you want to pay a fair wage, you know, give good work conditions and company perks is is completely alien to the DNA of this nation. You know, in other spots, yeah, you know, particularly in um, European nations, Western European nations, they have these advances, and it's funny because they have these advances now. You know, that was made possible by you know worldwide colonization of <laughs> other spots and. <laughs> But, you know, I digress, you know, but these things are needed, you know. But, again, I'm I'm feeling Andrew Yang because, he, you know, he's talking about how a lot of jobs and a lot of people that we talk to and we do this for, a lot of these jobs are going to be eliminated through automation, you know. So, you know, it's one thing where you say we want, it, we want this, we want that, but a lot of these jobs are going to be automated. Talked about how you've had you've had automated restaurants. You know, you got more McDonald's with kiosks where people can just go press a button and get their food. And they're not even you know you can cut out like three four jobs right there. So, you know, and I'm not saying that because of the automation that you know companies shouldn't want to take care of their people because without people the shit don't go. You know, even if you have a lot of these jobs automated, who's gonna buy? Your products and services, the machines. <laughs> you gonna sell to the machines? You know what I mean? Or well, hell, people aren't really getting chips, so they might as well. Man, and that's oh man. You know what? I've seen these commercials for Clear, where they're already having it to where you can have all of your documentation in your fingers. You know, right now with the chip and stuff like that for your ID, your money. All of that shit, you know, and you got Christians and, you know, other people across the world screaming, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast. <laughs> With that. But they've been telling y'all for years. They've been telling y'all for years that this was coming. And a lot of that shit was preparing you for it to come. You know, and if it's not, the chip is your damn phone because you do everything with your phone anyway. You know, for a lot of people, their phone is their credit card. Put their phone up against the kiosk at a restaurant or a store and you buying shit. You know, 
or what cash app don't even pull out your money no more just what's your cash app all right who cool you know and that works for everything cash app for cash app for paypal for everything now but i mean still it's like even with all of that technology you know who are we selling this stuff to you know because i mean for it to go you got to sell you know sell exchange goods or what have you are you selling exchanging with machines or are you talking with people you know i mean we, you know, it has to be aligned and with the dividend with the with the american dividend or the uh the monthly minimum income you know it allows you to you know to be able to live you know i think that a lot of people will adjust to it to where people in real estate will just make their rent to where it take your whole check but <laughs> people figuring out the link you know you know their angle but i mean still even with that it gives you you know money to where you can live you know now one thing i don't like about it is the fact that um for some people, it'll replace benefits that they already have. People aren't going to give up, you know, if you have, like, Section 8 or food stamps and things of that sort for that dividend. Because a lot of times it may not be you know, to make up for that dividend. But I think that it's an idea that needs to be, you know, definitely looked at. Even if he doesn't ultimately get the nomination, I think that some of the ideas, a lot of the ideas that he has, you know, are you know are definitely doable a lot of things that everybody's bringing up are doable it's just people are saying that they don't want to do it you know because they're bought by corporate they're the people that pay their bills it's like nah man don't mm -mm, mm -mm. we can but no 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 you know they don't want to do it they don't want to do the shit you know and you know and it's like you have people on both sides of the aisle that are you know, promoting stuff that's against their personal interest because the people that's paying their money is telling them, man, we can't do that. Really, you're not, you're not going to do it. You know, so that's the thing. You know, on that whole end. Yo, shout out to everybody in the chat room, you know, rocking with us and everybody that's been listening. We definitely appreciate y'all. So, like, out of all the people that's running right now, you know, or does any of them, you know, spark your interest at all, or do you even care? I mean, you know, what's your position on any? No, because none of them better win. It's a country they're gonna elect this jackass for another eight, four years, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, so you think? And the thing is, is that I think that the with with the Republicans, I think that they will acquit this dude, in spite of all the evidence. You know, exactly. So that's why it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the Democratic nominee is. It doesn't matter what their fucking platforms are. This country's going to elect this jackass for another four years. You know what? I can see that happening, but I'm looking at, you know, the results of this last election in certain places, and I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to win. It doesn't, it's not going to matter because it doesn't, the popular vote don't mean shit. No, he didn't win the popular about vote last time. What I'm talking about is that, you know, a lot of people, I think that, that his presidency, that his tenure, has been so toxic that people that stayed home are going to come out. Because yeah, I don't think so. We had people that brought all these progressives in. You know, a lot of them people stayed home in 2016, but they came out in 2018, and they came out this year. Not only, not only is this a country full of dumbasses, but it's a country full of hypocrites. So none of that is going to matter. They're not going to come out. They're going to say one thing, just like the women. The women are going to say one thing. The foremans had wives. The foremans' wives were the ones that made sure they kept them slaves in check. So just like 2015, the bitches, 
the white women were the ones that helped get this school elected. They'll stay yeah. and do whatever it needs to do up until the point. But when it gets time for them to take their ass in the booth, this fool is going to be around for another four years. I'm gonna be like, I like it when you grasp my pussy. <laughs> for real. And the thing is, you know, unfortunately, historically, the most fickle demographic in the world is American white women. They are the most fickle group of people on earth. They will, they will, they will say all that good shit. They can't even sit together for the sake of white women. I mean, it doesn't work. They're comfortability. They're not gonna, you know, they're not. They're not not gonna vote against their comfortability at all. You know, I mean, you didn't have some, but for the most part, like you said, I mean, fifty-three percent of uh, white women voted for Trump, in spite of everything. Mm-hmm. And I they're going to do it again. So all these marches and all that other bullshit that out here talking is just that bullshit. They're not going to put their money where their mouth is, and he's going to be reelected. So it's a moot point. But that's the thing. I'm taking my, my position is based upon past actions, looking at these elections and how they went down. You know, since 2018 and this year, you know where a lot of like red dishes got flipped. You know, they were flipped. They did get flipped. But like you said before, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, I mean, they're they're hella fickle, man. They, you know, they, you know, what I'm saying, they sit down, had a hot sauce in their purse, all that shit, hot sauce in their purse, limbo, all that shit, you know, and then we'll fuck around and vote against you, or stand with people. <laughs> they'll stand with the slave master. They'll stand with the oppressor every single time. Every time I was looking at an interview the other day on CNN where they had a group uh, allegedly. And you know what? You know what? I can't stand the most is moderate voters and who they're talking about is suburban white people. I can't fucking stand them because for years, as long as I've been an adult and cared about politics, this group of people is always the group of people that. They tell you to try to sway and all that other bullshit. These motherfuckers vote not a wind blow. Because a lot for a lot of it, it really don't really affect them. Either way. It don't really affect their ass either way. But back to what I was saying. You had this group of moderate, you know, women. Most of them were white. You had a couple. There was no black women in this group, by the way. But anyway, all these moderate white women. They all voted against the governor of Kentucky. He was a Republican. They elected the Democrat. And there was one white lady that was like, I'm voting for Trump because he's, his values align with mine. When someone says they're voting with Trump because their values align with theirs, what they're telling you is that I'm a racist son of a bitch and he talking that shit I like, so I'm rolling with him. That's right. <laughs> period. That's what she was saying. The rest of them were like, the rest of them were saying, well, you know, he's mean. We're tired of her meanness. Right. I'm like, you're not going to vote for somebody because they're mean. They're polite. You're going to vote for whoever you're going to vote for because they support your interests and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know? I mean, they voted against whoever they voted for because they saw their pockets getting low. You know? And the things that they thought that the person was going to do, they didn't deliver. Period. They, they were talking about the meanness, the mean spirit. People across the country don't care if Trump is a dickhead. They care 
if they ain't gonna vote for him, it's gonna be because they didn't got laid off, or they mama didn't got laid off for one of them good ass jobs, or they was hoping that he was gonna bring in them jobs from them dead ass industries, and he didn't. <laughs> if, if, if that's that, that'll be the thing that'll motivate them to vote against him. But I'm thinking a lot of people will vote for him anyway because of his racist positions on shit. You know what I'm saying? Flat out. You know, I mean, you time and again, I mean, you know, LBJ said, you know, if you can convince a, a poor white person <laughs> to disappear to a, a black person or any non-white person, they they'll let you rob you. They let they will let you rob them blind. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened. That's what that's what Trump tapped into. He tapped into that racist ideology. You know what I'm saying? What he's saying, you know, you know, bump these foreigners, bump these Muslims, bump these black people. I'm your man. I'm gonna bring it back to where you know the white man was king. You know, you know, as if that's changed. That's the shit that kills me. I'm like that shit hasn't changed. You know, and you know you going on a platform of racism and fear. You know, but again, for what I'm seeing with these elections and how they how they left, you know how how these results that came in. I mean, I can see how he can win again, but. I don't think he's gonna get it. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think he wants to win for real. I think he wants to just disappear with the money he stole. He didn't want to win the first time, and yet <laughs> here we are. I think he wants to dip off somewhere with the money he didn't stole while he was in office, because the dude that made millions, if not billions, of dollars. I mean, every time he goes, every time he goes to Mar-a-Lago for the weekend, he's making money. Every weekend. Every weekend, whenever, whenever dignitaries fly in. And stay at the Trump Tower in, in Washington D.C. He making money every time. I mean, I think that's what he really want to do for real. I mean, and, and it's like he's making it obvious. But the thing is, Republicans love him because, and this is something that nobody's really paying attention to because they're not really checking for it. This dude then got more conservative judges appointed in three years than. Obama ambush in eight. Why are we giving this nigga so much time? Fuck him and fuck everybody that supports him. Well, I mean, shit, it affects the American worker, though. But, you know, shifting shifting gears back, though, the, the company perks. Um, you know, but for real, though, I mean, that's the thing, you know, because these people that's in, the, and that's in the judgeship, they're going to be affecting, you know, policy for years to come, for generations. All they're going to do is if he doesn't get in there the next time, whoever get in there behind him, all they're going to do is do the same shit he did, which is take the shit out. <laughs> but these, a lot if of they these, got a the lot of these judges are appointed for life, A lot of these judges are appointed for life. These are like some appointments for a lot of these people. No, he can't do anything about the judges. I'm talking about policy. A lot of that shit's going to be reversed. You can't do shit about the judges, but the policies, a lot of that shit's going to be dead. Anybody about to put up with that shit. But that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's it, it matters. It definitely matters, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely matters. I mean, you know, but that's why a lot of them don't want him to go because they getting them judges. Boy, they like, man, he's a piece of shit. But these judges, we getting all of our judges in. They're gonna, they're gonna shape policy and jurisprudence for the next twenty to thirty years. You know, I mean, he's done. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm tempted to say irreparable damage, but you know what? You're right. We're giving this dude way too much press. <laughs> we give him way too much press on our beautiful platform. 
<laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no fucking doubt, man. So, you know, about the company approach, a lot of things that we talk on time and again, you know, for workers is having the flexibility, you know, so that, you know, you can, you know, you know, live your life. You know, you can live your life and not your life not be, you know, completely dictated by work, you know. A job should be a situation where you go, you're making money, and you come home, and you're more focused on things in your life. And man, I hope I hit this bonus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know your lifestyle is you know as in je- it's co- it's in constant jeopardy. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, you know, flexibility. You know, fair pay. You know, things that we talk about. You know, every week. You know that we've discussed at length. You know, or having health benefits. So if you do get sick, you can you know take take that time to address your health and not worry about if you're gonna have a job when you come back. You know, a lot of times you know, like you said, companies will dump your ass while you recuperate, and you come back and your hours is cut. You know, <laughs> it's all bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, definitely all bad. So we got a comment here. Uh, somebody said they read an article where the campaign was called drawing photoshopping black people wearing red hats and then fo- photoshopped the the red hat into the MAGA. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the thing is, is are that, you I surprised? Mean, no, well, I mean, why are you surprised? This is not this is a country full of dumbass. They just I just posted an article this month this morning about the top fake news stories that people have shared on Facebook. And it's like y'all are stupid as fuck. You deserve everything that's happening. This is what you allow. You deserve all of it because you're stupid and you're actually believing what somebody is telling you versus looking at this action. This motherfucker done declared bankruptcy six times and bankrupted Atlantic City. Everything that he's been a part of is falling the fuck off. How does and the yet you dumbasses How do you lose elected. Like you still you still elected him, so it's like I you get everything that you you deserve everything that you're that's happening right now. Period. There's no sympathy here. Nah, and you deserve it, all of it. And that's the thing. Unfortunately, I mean, I believe that whatever happens with this country is, it, it, you know, we deserve it. You know, not me personally, but I mean, collectively, America deserves whatever fucked up future that we're gonna have based upon electing this dude. Because they chose to vote for this asshole. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, hold up. It's like the one video I saw a long time ago where this chick was like, you chose her. (laughs) You chose that bitch. (laughs) You chose the skinny bitch. (laughs) You chose this dude. This dude has been the same person the whole time. He's been racist. He's been bankrupting shit. He's been mismanaging shit. All time. And then for for us to see people form their list, like, well, he's good at business. No, the fuck he not. <laughs> no, he not. He's good at convincing people to give him money to lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the thing. You know, whatever comes down the pipe, man, we just. Because, I mean, we consistently choose these dads every time, every damn time. I fall off on the same shit, especially in the information age, you know, 
where anything that you want to know, you can look in your handheld device that you take everywhere and find out about. You can look it up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as sports fans, when researching something, you want to look at at least three to five sources. That's like, that's a minimum to get an idea about, about any particular topic. You don't want to go with the first article that you see. You're talking about research. There ain't no research. These motherfuckers don't research. They'll spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour figuring out what song they are, where they're going to be in 2029 before they research a damn article. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is not what they do. Come on now. You're giving these dumbasses entirely too much fucking credit. What I'm talking about our listeners, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about the general public. <laughs> but if somebody from the general public has stumbled upon this article and they no longer wants to be a part of the hashtag country full of dumbasses, that's, you know, that's step one. First step is admitting you have a problem. You know, if you're a dumbass, just say, man, you know what, I'm a dumbass. How can I not be a dumbass? You know, I want to not be a dumbass no more. I want to become thoughtful and... <laughs> And informed. Don't want to just believe whatever the fuck come on Fox News <laughs> or CNN <laughs> or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You want to know, you know what I'm saying? You want to know stuff for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like these people ain't doing that shit. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, my goodness, man. So, you know, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Any, any, any parting words, any last thoughts before we wrap it up? Country full of dumbasses. Man. <laughs> so, uh, when we going to discuss this next week? Any ideas? No. No? I'll figure out something. All right. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, one thing I want to talk about before the month is out is how companies will offer certain populations fake ass promotions where we'll we'll make you do the work but we're not gonna actually give you the title or the money we wanna see how you do <laughs> that's something that I would like to talk about but we'll we'll figure it out y'all uh, in the meantime you know uh check us out on Spotify Stitcher uh catch up on all the episodes you know we're there you know what I'm saying so if you wasn't able to catch the whole show uh we're gonna upload this boy to Spotify and our RSS feed you know in a few hours um, and if you, again, if you want to catch up on some stuff we're talking about you're not really familiar with, you know, definitely go to Spotify, catch up on the past episodes. We appreciate y'all. We're going to be back. Let's Joke the Radio. We are Radio.com. If you don't have no money, don't call my phone. Workplace informants, man, leave me alone. I'm trying to figure out where we go on the blunt. So me and Crooked Halo can go smoke this blunt. Scamco Incorporated, stay in the conversation. I'm looking for occupations daily at my workstation. There's dream qualifications for only $9. Got scholars living in squalor, reduced to selling hollers. Praying that the car don't die on the road As I see my supervisor run through the new hoes Owner of the company got coke on his nose 
gently used gift cards about to make me explode. And I'm not that motherfucker that fixed your income. And I didn't make you have four kids with them bums. It's past time that we changed the game. Healthcare in the country is a goddamn shame. And if you think that food workers deserve to be poor, when these shife companies got cheese to pay more, y'all the reason that this nation's steady ran by crooks. And until we change the shit, we gon' stay getting jugged. So if you don't have no money, don't call 